Hey, what's going on, guys? So listen, before this episode starts, I do want to put a bit of a disclaimer out there just to say that my audio quality especially wasn't the greatest. So I do have to apologize in advance if you happen to be listening to this in your car. The rest of this probably isn't going to sound the greatest. So again, apologies in advance for whatever reason. My microphone just wasn't cooperating with me and was peaking and kind of distorting a little bit from time to time. So once you get to like the middle of the episode to the middle end to the end of this episode it gets to be you know um worse but the the entire episode on the flip side is really great and that's because we get to sit down with one of my good boys kyle machado i met kyle actually through one of my best friends clinton shout out to clinton by the way if you're listening to this um we we met about 10 maybe even 11 years ago i want to say and just after myself and clinton started being friends i eventually met kyle and there was one strong commonality that had you know brought us together and it was music kyle is a singer he's a songwriter and He's got an, an amazing, an incredible voice, and more than anything, he's very humble. So we sit down, and it was a, a pleasure for me because I also come from a musical family. You know, if you listen back to episode one, I do mention that I used to beatbox, and my dad actually has a background in singing as well. So this was really special for me because we sit down, we get to hear about his journey into wanting to become a singer, wanting to pursue it, the steps that he took to get there, and also we dig even deeper to get to know how he writes songs and really what inspires him so if you are a a music lover if you enjoy singers if you enjoy songwriters and honestly if you just love to have a good time and if music fuels you this is your episode i i'm super excited to say that this is also our last guest episode for the season and we have one final episode dropping in a few weeks just before the year end so keep an eye out for that but without further ado enjoy our episode guys What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Front Row Podcast. I am your host, Joe. And don't forget to follow us across Instagram and on Twitter at the Front Row Pod to see a tons of behind the scenes content and just, you know, what we're up to and really what we're what we're going to be uh, talking about in our upcoming episodes. Before I jump into today's episode and talk about our guest that I'm super pumped about, really hyped about that he's here. I do want to just say thank you to everyone that tuned into our last episode with my sister. It's always, you know, it's always a treat when you get to sit down with your sibling or just like, you know, a good friend, a family member. And for me, I was lucky enough that it was, you know, it was my sister who was kind enough to give us a little bit of her time to talk about, you know, her journey into motherhood, uh, her career, and, you know, just all things about, you know, our our sibling relationship. So again, shout out to to you guys for tuning in and for giving us all of your all of your feedback about that episode. On today's episode, I do have to say we are we are at episode number I think it's one two yeah we're at episode eleven, and for a long time I've been thinking about you know who who do I want to be like our last guest, and there were a couple of people that came to mind, um, but but one one of the people that definitely came to mind was one of my best friends and his name is Clinton. Now here here's here's the thing though Clinton is he's busy playing his PS Five okay if you know Clinton he's that's just probably what he's not doing for those of you that don't know. He's that he's that boy in your clique that's basically just playing on his console all all day, all night, and you know it's hard to get him in person. So I found I found what's probably the the next best thing, which is Clinton's brother. And I'll give you guys a little bit of history. So me and Clinton, we go back I want to say like almost ten, maybe even like eleven years. And you know when we first met, I actually did not like him. 
I did not like him. We met, we actually met at like a school retreat. And imagine meeting one of your future best friends and him annoying the shit out of you. That was, that was Clinton. And eventually as we started to become friends, he introduced me to his brother, Kyle Machado, who is our guest on today's episode. So Kyle, what's going on? Welcome to the podcast, bro. What up, man? Thank you so much for having me. Man. Thank you so much for having me. It's fine, by the way, that you didn't like my brother because I, <laughs> he's my brother and I don't like him. So it's it's absolutely fine. Super happy to be here, man. Thank you so much. I'm man, hyped. I'm, uh, you know, I'm, I'm geeked out because we go way back. We uh, do. We go, you know, almost I'm going to say about like maybe like maybe seven, maybe eight years, but we go way back and we have a, an interesting set of experiences. Probably more, I think. You know, been bros, man. For, for, for happy forget, to be here listen, on the uh, Joe Brogan <laughs> podcast. Forget, forget, forget Clinton right now. Right? That's, that's, <laughs> that's all I'm going to say. But we go, we go way back and I say this because you are, maybe actually I'm going to do a horrible job at this. So maybe for everyone that's seen this for the first time that doesn't know you, how would you describe who you are and what you do, man? Ah, uh, man. You know what? Uh, it, it's so funny. Like we, we go back and one of the things that, that we got super close over yeah. is you know, you did photography and we worked back in, uh, back in the day together. Yeah. You know, as you know, I love music. I've always worked on music yeah. and we, we collabed a bunch of times back in the day. So that was always fun. It was always fun to, to collaborate with someone who has a creative mind like you. So we go back to, to sharing that and we had good times back yeah. in the day, man. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. It's, it's dope to be here. And I mean, I know that you have like a typical or regular, you know, nine to five mm -hmm. job, right? Which mm -hmm. is like in insurance. Is that like a very safe, safe way of, of positioning it? Yeah. And, and my, the Chippendale stuff I do after right. insurance, but, but yeah, mainly. Yeah. By day he sells and helps <laughs> with underwriting insurance by night. Don't ask me what, don't ask, don't ask me what Kyle does. Exactly. However, what, what's interesting to me is that, you know, we have a, a strong alignment in, in music. And uh, for those again, that are tuning into this for the first time, Kyle is a, and from, from my understanding, feel free to stop me if I'm wrong here, man, you are a, a singer a songwriter and i even go as far as to say like a, a producer to in, in some respect as well because yeah. the, rec the records that you work on require a certain element of production yes yes right yes. so yes. you're you know your your introduction into into music i i know you because at the time of when you know when clinton introduced us right. you were in a band that was being managed by sean desmond but before we even yeah. get get there mm -hmm. let's take it all the way back like how was how was how was your first formal introduction to music like what was that like for you or even just singing in general that that's that's dope man actually you know what my uh my dad there's, there's a lot of singing in our family a lot of mm -hmm. musicians in our family and okay. um my my dad is actually uh, a singer okay and so you know when i when i was a kid singing was just as, as a as a goof i would i would imitate my dad yeah and uh after a couple of times of doing that certain people notice like, oh, okay, he can, he can hold a couple notes. Okay, okay. And then I enjoyed, I enjoyed that. So I really, I went from that. So I, I grew up being exposed to a ton of different types of music through, through mainly my dad. Okay. And so, uh, yeah, that's, that's where it started. So, you know, I was, you know, growing up in, growing up in India, I was, I think I was the only kid in, in, in the, uh, in the adult choir, but it was, it was fun to be part of that. So I had that kind of exposure at a really young age. And so my, it was, I was able to sort of develop my ear and understand okay. music and understand writing and all that from a craft perspective at a young age. Okay. And so that was fun. Yeah. So yeah. I know, I know you started, you started off super young, but eventually yeah. I'm guessing you, you also, cause I remember seeing the stuff on Facebook, like you entered into like talent competitions and like, Oh you my were, God, tons of them. You know, you were, I'm sure your parents put you on, you know, put you on blast to be like, you know, Kyle, go, go, go sing. That, that go happened sing. all the time. Yeah, yeah. That happened, that, that happened all the time. <laughs> but you know what? I, I didn't have like, this is, this is a, this is a funny thing. Yeah. I wasn't, especially when I came, you know, when we moved to this country, 
I, as shocking as this may believe, yeah. I wasn't cool in elementary school. What? As yeah, I, I'm I'm shocked Listen, when I say cool, it you're now. You're cooler than Clinton. Okay, that's all I'm gonna say. That also doesn't it, see, but that's not like a big thing, right? That's not like a huge <laughs> feather in my. That's not a trophy or anything like that. Like we're both in the same boat. Yeah. But no, I I was very very nervous to sing when I when I came here, and as a funny sort of goof. In going back to like elementary school, okay. I remember um, I remember uh, being in the schoolyard and uh, singing something under my breath, and and this girl who was way cooler than me okay. happened to hear, and okay. she was like, "Oh, come here, come here, can you can you do that again?" And I was yeah. petrified. Oh man, I'm not gonna do. It. So I said, "Okay," and I, I did it for her very very reluctantly. Yeah. And she pulled me over to a bunch of other girls, and she was like, "Do, do it again, do it again, do it again." <laughs> so I sang to like four or five girls, and then I saw the reaction that I got from okay. that, and. Uh, here we are. You know, you just kind of milked it. <laughs> and then I milked it. And then I milked it as much as I could. Exactly. But that's how it happened. So it was a complete fluke. So you you started to pick up singing through your dad, if you will. That, that was yeah. kind of like your main influence. And yeah. then you, you pursued it. You kind of pushed yourself to to do... Sorry, give me one second, man. Yeah, man, of course. Our audio just keeps keeps peaking. You still hear me, right? I can hear. Yeah. My bad. Sorry, no, guys. Um, so you, like I said, you, you picked this up from your dad. Yeah. And then you start to pursue it even more and more and more. Yeah. How do you get from there to getting, you know, Sean Desmond's attention? Like, how, how did that even manifest itself? Because I'm sure mm. he's got shit going on. Right? Yeah, it was. You know what? Honestly, man, it's it's um, and, and I, I, I credit the people that that I grew up with because mm-hmm. I was blessed to, to grow up with a lot of serious musicians who, who were, who were really focused on their craft. Okay. And so for us, honestly, throughout, throughout high school, um, even university college, mm-hmm. whatever it may be, I didn't really go to parties or okay. anything like that. I was, I was m- more excited to sort of stay in and write records and, and all this kind of stuff. So that's just, that's just how we were. So, you know, getting to work and, and um, uh, getting the attention of getting to work with Sean and working with Universal and yeah. all that kind of stuff that that all came through um, you know meeting these amazing people at a, at a young age who sort of helped mold me and helped sort of guide me in the right direction okay. people older than me okay so that that's really where it came from and and then it just like you know and, and this is something that you will understand too from a um, from a creative perspective like you when you start to fall in love with something doesn't matter what the craft is right you know, in your case it was photography and, mm-hmm. and that was podcast um there's no like, you know, you, you'll fall in love with it in a specific way that there's no right or wrong way. There's no like, you know, there's no right or wrong way of doing something. You just fall into it. Yeah, right? you fall into yeah, it and you yeah, fall yeah, in yeah. love with it and then you start to make it your own. Right. And the, the beautiful thing was that because I started understanding, okay, this, you know, this is how you sing this type of stuff at mm-hmm. a young age or or songwriting. Okay. That was really fascinating for me when I was very, very young. So by the time I was in, let's say, even high school uh you know 14 15 i it had developed to a point where i was okay. like oh i can i can do this at, at a at a different level okay so you know that's just it's just an evolving process but it was fun to sort of it, it to to grow in, in into your craft like that so i'm gonna i'm gonna take a little bit of a pause so uh, yeah. the the premise of our podcast really is is a couple of things for me it's entrepreneurial 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 prop you know what I mean? So is, yeah, is run, running a business, yes. right? Uh, but also like hustle that's behind it. And, it's, and it feels, the way that you're describing this is that you put a lot of effort into like, again, maintaining those connections of people that you like met, that you like messed with to like, A, keep them in your circle, but also just like find a way to push yourself, right? Yeah. So you're, you're now, now you're pushing yourself. You like land yourself in front of Sean Desmond. Are you like star, starstruck at this point? Because I know when I like anytime I've met a celebrity for yeah. like a couple of minutes, I'm definitely like, holy shit. 
<laughs> like you're you're in front of me right now. No, you know what? Sean, Sean's actually a super super cool. We we actually got to. Um, I was taking part in a in a singing competition. Okay. And uh, one of the judges, his name is Chris Perry. He's a super super right. dope producer. Yeah, yeah. I follow from, him on Twitter. Yeah. Right. Yeah. He's a yeah. super dope producer, and Chris at that time was writing and producing all of the um, uh, the finalists you know, records for Canadian Idol. Okay. So all the, um, wow. Ryan Malcolm, something more. Yeah. And, and yeah, yeah, Ryan yeah. Mello and all these guys that won Canadian Idol, yeah. all their stuff was written by, by Chris and produced by Chris. Okay. So he was judging a competition that I was in. I didn't win by the way, okay. but, but he, you know, he, he, but you're still me. here. So that's fine. That's yeah. Fine. So that's, that's fine. fine. <laughs> so, you know, yeah, and, and so I got to meet him after the, um, after the competition and yeah. he said, listen, I, you know, I, I like the stuff that you're doing. Let's yeah. have a meeting. And, you know, funny enough, because I grew up with musicians, it was easy for me to to go and get some of my best friends that I enjoyed singing okay. with, and go back to him and say, "Yo, listen, this is us. Hear us out." Right. And he thought it was hella dope, so he was like, "Okay, cool. You know what? I'm gonna um, I'm gonna give you guys a song. Just practice it. Okay. Let's see what happens." Okay. Song happened to be something that Sean had recorded some some time back. Oh shit. Okay. And. Uh, you know, so he, he he made us cut a version of it, and he sent it to Sean. And and one day, Sean you know kind of surprised us in the studio, and he was like, "Oh, I, I like the way you guys sing. Let's let's do some work." Bet. So it was it was a lot of fun to to you know spend time with him. He's like super dope. And also one thing about him is that you know you've seen certain records of his, and and he gets put into a certain category. But he's he's actually a super super dope. Not only just performer, but writer, singer, all extraordinary. Like mm-hmm. he's he's a really super. Super dope, dude. Yeah. So I, I remember meeting Sean for the first time. And I won't forget this because you called me. I think it was like the day before like New Year's Eve. And you were like, yo, Fernando. Oh, yes. I you, do remember this. Like, yes. What are you like, What are you doing tomorrow? I was like, <laughs> uh, going to midnight mass with my family. Like, what, yeah. are you, what are you doing tomorrow? <laughs> yeah. And you were like, yo, listen, Sean's going to be performing downtown Nathan Phillips Square. Oh, yeah. Him and his brother, cousin? Yeah, no, I think it was uh, Danny Fernandez. Yeah, Dan- yeah, Danny, Danny Fernandez. Yeah, they're brother, they're yeah. performing this new song for the first time. And, yeah. uh, like, I want you to just, like, are you, are you down to just, like, shoot? Are you down to do some video work? Yeah. And I was like, cool. Nope, nope, like, no problem. I remember telling my mom, she was like, that's no way of going downtown to meet <laughs> a celeb. And I was like, listen, mom, I'll see you at 3 o'clock in the morning on New Year's Day. Yeah, and uh, I, I won't forget it because... I think you guys like picked me up and we went downtown and Sean, Danny and his crew were like side yeah. by side. I forget yeah. what his name was, but he's the choreographer on um, Canadian Idol. Um, oh, I think it was Blake McGrath. Him? Blake or, McGrath was there. Or there, there, were, there were like a bunch of other celebrities that was that were there. And this was like yeah. my first experience to like that, that realm and that audience of like creatives in that industry. Yeah. So I remember seeing other videographers there and I was like, holy shit, like what am I doing? And, and I won't forget because before this, before I even got into that room, I remember, I think it was like Sean's manager. She mm-hmm. like came to, came to like us and she was, she was just talking to you guys. And then she was like, where's your video guy? And then she, and you, you were like, yo, he's, he's right there. Yeah. She was like, come with me. And I like dipped for like two hours. <laughs> I did, and I was like, I, I remember I was this. like, I have yeah. no idea how I'm going to get home right now, but mm. Kyle will find a, like, if there's a will, there's a way at this point. So 100%. I go on stage and I'm there for like two hours jamming out. I see the ball drop. Like this is like shit that I can't, I still have the press pass from, you had a better view than all of us. I did, actually. That's, that's the crazy part. So imagine like picture this, you know, we're looking out at like thousands of people in right. Phillips square right. and Sean, Sean is performing all of a sudden Danny Fernandez, Fernandez comes out. Everyone is going buck wild. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I come back to you guys and I was like, Holy, Holy shit. Shit! Yeah, what was, happened? I was like, oh, I was, I was just on stage. I, I just saw Mayor Tory talk to Sean. I, 
I was I was completely blown away. So I got to say thank you, man, because no, you, man, no you you were kind enough to be like, yo, this like I want to bring you along for the ride. And I was able to witness the greatness, though, that you had like that, oh, that was man. that was so brand new to me being oh, able man, to to be a part of something like that. So I really got to say thank you for that. Nah, no worries, and no, then man. to take it even a step further, like I, you know, eventually along the way, and we'll get into this, like you would invite me out to basically film like video covers of the songs that you and the guys would do. Yes. Yes. Right. So like maybe, maybe talk about that. Like how did you meet the rest of these, these guys that were then, you know, managed by Sean for a bit? Yeah. You know what? Again, dudes, dudes we used to sing with and, yeah. and, uh, that's what, that's what made it really organic is, okay. is we, we sang a lot together. We yeah. go back to high school. So yeah. it was fun. We knew the same types of music okay. and, and whatever. And, um, you know, sort of finding our, our feet doing that kind of stuff. It's, it's so important for me. And, and this, this extends to even just making a record or yeah. working with producers and things like that. Yeah, yeah. If you have a specific synergy with somebody, mm-hmm. it's, it's, you'll see it in the, in the final product mm-hmm. and, and it, it's seamless then and, and everybody enjoys it. So it was dope having you at that time because there was so much of like, you know we were learning on the fly being exposed to, yeah. to that sort of yeah, yeah, yeah you know uh you know to being around those people and learning from them and all that and and you were getting the same sort of experience yeah, of but course. from the other side 100 which was dope 100%. so it was it was fun and then once we had done a couple things together it, it was exactly that it was like okay this guy this guy knows you know i love the way that you shoot things and so it was like okay we have to have him for this we have to have him for this, we have to have him for this. so yeah it was that's that's what that's where it came from and that's why it was so much fun to uh to do stuff like that, yeah. That's crazy. Do you, I have to ask, do you still keep in touch with Sean or is he just kind of just... just uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're like, oh, no, no. <laughs> no, 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 yeah. No, we hate each other. No, no, no. Sean's mad cool, man. We, we get to speak not not as much as we used to. Yeah, 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 you know? I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, every every once in a while, you know, we've, uh, we'll have speak uh, or, or meet at a show or yeah, something yeah, yeah. like that. We still have a lot of mutual friends. Look at you so. casually just dropping. Yeah, I just, I'm just hanging out with Sean Desmond. Yeah. No, no, no. You, you know, know what? You it's, know. It's, it's, it's not even that. It's, it's, it's just like uh, we got to meet so many amazing people people yeah. from you know through him from yeah, yeah, everyone yeah. from from dancers to it funny enough one of his one of his um one of his bandmates messaged me yesterday because oh, my, my soccer team lost i was very upset oh, yesterday right okay true. so I, sometimes we won't, we won't go there yeah so sometimes his his people will call me to make fun of me because <laughs> of that but yeah so yeah no it's it's all it's all love same thing with chris you know i yeah, talk yeah, to chris yeah. all the time so yeah it's uh yeah it's great that's wild man holy cow so how long has it been now since you've been in the band to now kind of like you know coming coming out of that and like what are, what are you up to right now so yeah, you know what we we were blessed enough to be able to tour with Sean and, and yeah, and I do remember with, this yeah, yeah and and work with you know Universal and and that was that was crazy for us because mm-hmm. you know going back and it's so funny we would go back and going back into high school um, like I said we didn't go out and party or anything like that right. for us right. we would we would stay after school for right. hours and just practice material right and. A lot of times people would look at us and be like, what's wrong with you guys? Like, you got, gonna, it's a Friday night. Yeah, like, like, what are you guys you, doing? Like, we're going to go know. dip to a party. Yeah, you guys exactly. Four or five hours, you guys are sitting here and singing. Yeah. And But the thing is, you know, I, I always say it's a, it's a blessing, but it prepped us to such a degree that mm-hmm. when we did have a spotlight on us or when someone did say sing, yeah. we were like polished. Yeah. We were like ready to go. Yeah. And so I think Sean recognized that too because he's wired the same way. Like Big he's, time. you know, he's, I, feel, I feel like all musicians to a degree, they, they just kind of <laughs> know like when someone says, hey, go sing, go perform, go play, you know, something on the guitar for me. They're just ready at the moment. And I feel like you did that again very, very well. Anytime I've seen you perform, by the Thanks, way, man. just like on the spot, you can, and we'll, we'll get into it in a while, but yeah. like you've been able to just, again, just like show up without like flawlessly. And that's, oh, that's, thanks, a, that's a hard, that's a hard thing to do, man. In, in any profession, being able to just like flip on that switch and be like, cool, 
I'm gonna like I'm gonna do it without yeah. without any hesitation. And I'm guessing that took you a, a while though to kind of you know. It 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 did it did take a while, but honestly, it's not something that I I was really conscious of. Okay. Just just in general, like yeah. I I only sang when I was younger. I would just singing was always like a getaway for me. Okay. And so it didn't, you know, like I said, I wasn't the coolest kid in school. Yeah, so yeah. Even if he's lying, by the way, he's very good looking ladies. I'm just putting no, that out there. It's not, it's not true. But like, you know, <laughs> for, for, for me to, you know, music was always just like a chance to, to get away and do something yeah. on my, on my own terms. Yeah. It was my escape yeah. all the time. It was my escape. Yeah. But then the, the wonderful thing is I also, again, same thing, just a, just a blessing to have the balance of, I used to compete a lot. Right. So whenever I competed, you would get that other side where it was it was less fun than just sort of singing, right. but it taught you a level of discipline that yeah. if someone did then put a spotlight on you right. and say, okay, you could balance being in your own zone, really truly enjoying that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but also being disciplined enough to That's not have a shitty performance or, or focus on <laughs> your mic technique or things like that, you know? So it was, it was a good balance that I got through those two things. ever had a, a shitty performance before i've had uh i think everybody has like yeah. you know ha- had a shitty performance it's something that honestly you just like you just kind of laugh it off like sometimes it's a it's a sh- it's a shitty performance sometimes you think it's a shitty performance yeah. you're being we're our, our own worst critics you know, yeah, yeah we're yeah, our yeah. harshest critics yeah. but yeah it was it was funny i remember the first show we did where we did open for sean we opened in in montreal that was our first show oh wow and we told the we told the guy on the side of the stage you know these are the records these we were performing four songs yeah and we gave him the set list this is the set list this is how you have to play the guy's like yes absolutely absolutely and everything and he was paying no attention i don't even think he spoke english i think he only knew the word absolutely but he played all the wrong records and i just remember we had you know we went from being very reflective and excited and like praying backstage to cursing because you know the they announced us oh here comes the switch and the the crowd you know you can hear the crowd and it's it's so all dope right. but then you know all the wrong records played and i just remember <laughs> sean laughing next to us and he's like guys this is it this is how it works sometimes get on stage just go no one's gonna know just go just go and we went and we made lemonade essentially but yeah, yeah. you have to just roll with the punches and, and if something doesn't go right it's cool man just just keep performing that's crazy so, yeah 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 i got I, I do have to ask have any of your boys been like yo bro listen i'm uh i'm going on a date tonight and uh can you can you just casually bump into me and just just spit a hot hot sixteen for me and just 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 sing for me and then just just bounce so I can get this in the back? Is that- yeah, you know what? <laughs> I had I had a friend. I've this is funny enough. This has happened before. One of my friends called me and said, um, "Can you uh, can you can you call my phone? It's my it's my girlfriend's birthday. Uh, you know, I'd love for you to sing happy birthday to her." In, you know, in my heart, how does that even work for somebody to be like, yo, it's my girl's birthday, but I want you to sing. Yeah, can, can you sing happy birthday? So I said, yeah, yeah, sure. I'll, I'll do that. And, you know, I'm always okay with stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. But you don't think that it might be hideously awkward oh, to, to yeah, just. So this yeah. girl was completely confused as to who I was. I'm there like singing happy birthday, like <laughs> completely. It's, it was it was hilarious. But you know what? It, it went over. Uh, it went over well, but yeah, sometimes sometimes that kind of stuff happens, and it's and it's really really nice. One of my one of my close friends from elementary school yeah. had called uh, myself and one of the guys from the group, nice. and at his um, 
his girlfriend's birthday party. Okay. Uh, or, or, or a function like that in front yeah, of yeah. his whole family. You being so brown saying function is hilarious function, to me, by the way. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I wasn't born here. What did so you guys do okay. on the weekend? I went to the function. I went to a function. Yeah, I went to a function. <laughs> but like, yeah, we, we performed uh, for his for his girlfriend and then he proposed to her right after. Get out of here. And that was such a super special moment because that's just to be a part of it and be of even asked, it, it's a special blessing for me. So, yeah. It, it's it's nice. It's nice to, to have that sometimes. So, fellas, just putting this out there, Kyle will absolutely steal your woman. I'm just just <laughs> just casually casually putting 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 that oh, out man. there. <laughs> That's jokes. Some some of the other stuff I wanted to touch on was, mm. I mean, being you know being in the in the music industry, and again, I think I referenced this earlier was that, um, you know, some some of the aspects of our podcast is on you know being a hustler. Like, how do you yes. find being in the music industry? Is it all you know fancy? Is it is it what people see on TV? Like, I, I already know the answer to this, and I feel like yeah. I, I'm foreshadowing a little bit to it. But yeah. how did you feel when you first got into it to like present it to like where where you're at right now? Like, what is that? What is it from a, a money perspective? Like, I've seen you yeah. put up a couple of tracks on like Spotify and stuff, yeah, but yeah. I'm guessing that it's it's probably tougher than it looks. It is, it is. But we've also like in the last in the last let's say uh, even the last 15 years, yeah, let's yeah, yeah. say. Uh, everything's changed. Mm-hmm. People aren't selling records the same way. Right. Like, you know, labels aren't selling records. Access is different, right? Exactly. Right. So like even when, let's say, you know, back in the day, you, you'll see like Eminem, Marshall Mathers, LP that, that moved that went diamond in the, in right. the, in the U S 10 million copies. Yeah. Right now an Eminem record would sell like 600,000 right. copies. So it's, it's very, very different. Mm-hmm. Labels stop making money. Mm-hmm. So the whole industry changed okay. when, you know, um, with with Spotify and, and and the way things are marketed, streaming now. services, yeah, 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 yeah. So as musicians, you had to adapt differently, and and you had to, you know, really be ahead, uh, do your research, and mm-hmm. sort of understand. Oh, how is this changing? What can I do? Okay, uh, what's the wrong move? And things that were tried and tested for years and years and years, overnight became irrelevant. Mm. Like you know, so it was just. That that was tough to sort of transition and, and go through that. Okay. But I find that uh, that that's also moving very very quickly. So now there are more avenues to make money. Okay. And and you can get on you know Spotify and, and playlists and, and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Playlists. Yeah. And, and do that kind of stuff. And you know I think social social media is so massive mm. to to get your stuff out there. I was listening to. Um, uh, you like Gary V? Yeah. 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 Gary V's dope yeah. as hell. I was listening to him talk and he was talking about just. Um, putting out content right you know so many times you know we focus on content being perfect oh, i don't want to put this right. out until it's perfect this right. record has to be perfect this podcast just has gotta to be put perfect. it out yeah put it out yeah. put it out because you don't know how it's going to resonate with certain people mm-hmm. and you don't know who it's going to resonate sometimes with. the imperfections are actually what make it perfect 100 percent, man right? and you sort of need that feedback yeah, to yeah, yeah. uh you know to to develop and sort of plan your next move and 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 for it to be successful so i think that that's like the biggest lesson that i've learned with mm. just like you know just just put yourself out there yeah, yeah, again yeah. and again and again and um uh, yeah so that that's what it is and I, I know you're saying as far as as far as you know going out and and making money or mm-hmm. signing a record deal yeah. or whatever i think that um you really you really have to you really have to understand how the industry has evolved okay um as well as you have to be able to adapt all the time so back in the days Record labels, A and R's from record labels yeah, yeah, would yeah. let's say scout an artist, okay, and then they would develop that artist over right. time because someone wasn't polished. Oh, I saw Joseph perform at this show. Mm-hmm. He's he's you know it's raw, but I can see that there's talent there. Mm-hmm. So A and R's would really look after you and help build you up before a label signs you. Now with access to so many different artists with a click, yeah, 
nobody's waiting to, to develop anybody, right, right? right? So you better be polished when they when they find you. You got to come correct, if anything. Exactly. Yeah, and yeah, now yeah. the the you know further to that is a lot of artists are realizing, no, why do I even need to sign a deal? Mm. Like being I independent can, is the yeah, way to go. It's it's like kind of the way to go now, yeah, you know. And, and that's why, like, if you if you keep putting content out there and people keep coming back to your content, you mm-hmm. start developing those numbers. And suddenly you don't have to sign your rights away. You don't have to sign your master's away, yeah. which is which is crazy. Yeah. You know, that's dope. I know uh, like there's an artist out there, Russ. I don't know if you listen to him. Love Russ. Hip hop yeah. artist. And yeah. he speaks like heavily just on, you know, he advocates for you don't need to sign. You know, it's almost like if you do make sure the deal is correct for you. But mm-hmm. to your point, a lot of artists now have to almost curate themselves before their audience can see them or they've got to start curating on the go so that as they're cultivating their audience, yeah. people are starting to like mess with them even more. They actually recognize, you know, who the artist is versus like someone that's like an industry, you know, plant, if you will, or somebody yeah. that's just manufactured, right? Like, have you found over the years of being in the music industry and stuff, like ha- has it has it been authentic? Have you found that there's been like a lot of like shadiness, just a lot of like whack shit or have, you know, the people that you've come into songwriters, producers, you know, has it been something that's, you know, people that you've met have been honest and just kind of motivated you to even just keep, you know, keep pushing the envelope a little bit. Yeah, no, that's a dope question. I think, I think that there's a, there's a serious divide between the creators Mm -hmm. and uh, the, the sort of label heads and things like that. Because when you're involved in in your craft mm-hmm. and, and you're constantly exploring everything from just like sounds and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. Then when you meet producers, their focus is the music. Yeah. You meet songwriters, their focus is the music. Right. Singers, whatever it may be. Um, but then when you see label heads and stuff like that, mm-hmm. they will sort of look at you as a as a creator performer. They don't really want to understand. They're your looking world. at you as like an investment. If exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so that's where the divide is with that. And like Russ is a great example because he's he's like the poster boy for do everything yourself. Big time. And yeah. And so you know it's it's hard though with yeah, yeah. with Russ. Like one one thing is that Russ is kind of like a one in a million dude because yeah, yeah, that yeah. message. And that's why I've seen Russ speak like maybe fifty times same. and and, and like forty five times he'll he'll he's be like, talking I, about the industry as opposed to like. Okay, so this is how I made this record, you know. So, yeah, he's he's he he's a super dope dude as as far as that goes. But he's really like, he's doing a good job of opening up the eyes of of people on the come up now who mm-hmm. maybe haven't been exposed to certain things and back in the day they don't mm-hmm. know how that works. Mm-hmm. Um, to to focus on their own craft and develop your own craft and put it out there yeah, and then yeah. get paid for it. Yeah, so, yeah, crazy. That's how it is. All right, so we, you know, we were talking about how you got into music, meeting Sean, yeah. a little bit about the the music industry. I'm curious to know because I've heard a couple of your your last records that came out. Big fan, by the way. I Thanks, like man. I I I love absolutely a the production, your Thanks, your vocal range, and I've seen it grow. Which for me, as a as a fan of being a fan of music, is always a treat. So my dad, I don't know if you know this, but my dad is a Carnati vocalist. So I did not know. Yeah, that. yeah. So That's he. That's crazy. I I, t- I tell this story in, a, in another episode. Actually, the episode that just came out with my sister. But basically, my dad, um, he's a like a he's a te- like he teaches music. So he was a panelist for like this YouTube show, and oh, wow. okay. some some like gentleman hit him up, shot him like a message on WhatsApp, and was like, I like what you're doing. Yeah. Um, and you know, can can you teach me? Turns out the guy's in IT, and he's like in his like late 50s mm, and mm. my dad is doing classes like over whatsapp my dad's screaming his heart out like over over whatsapp like teaching people how to sing that's but sick. that's so for me that's where my musical background comes from so okay. when, since i was a kid like we've we grew up on your your very typical um you know 
South Asian set of music of like A.R. Rahman, um, Zakir Hussain, uh, but also they're incredible, inc- so, yeah, incredible yeah. people. But also on the flip, my dad he would like go to HMV back when HMV existed right. and would like go to like the world music section and buy like African drum- drummers. Like mm. we've got piles of actually like piles of CD in that in that cabinet over there to yeah. your right, um, just with like CDs, man. Of, of everything you can think of. And like my mom's brother, he used to work for a record company back in the day in the UK. And he, like him and his wife at the time, they were really strong Pentecostals. And one of the things about their religion was like no secular music. So mm-hmm. he would give us all of his old like records and CDs and like the record um, company that he worked for, it was like a... Um, like a Caribbean island record company. So we, we have like old school CDs, like unopened of like Buju Banton, Shaggy, oh, wow. Sean Paul. Like back in the like, day, like, like back, come up back, records. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like big, big time records that are being sampled right now. So for me, yeah. that's where my foundations in music came from is like we used to live in down near Donald's and Eglinton next okay. to the Science Center. Yeah, yeah. And we would like during Caribana time, we would have steel pan band players of like 50 people for like six hours just play. So growing growing up, like I grew up on a lot of like '90s, like '80s R&B, hip hop influence, and then this like soca reggae chutney was like in the back, and then layered on top of that was my yeah. dad like teaching kids how to sing, you know, and and improve their their Carnatic vocals and stuff. So there was like this this mishmash of just everything. It was like a melting pot of music. And then when I met you, I was like, yo, this is. This is so refreshing for me because there's someone who's a like dedicated, but has incredible range. And you're just like, you're, you know, you've got, you're a good person at the end of the day as well, man. So for me, just being able to see that, you know, definitely. Just because you said that, I'm going to give you your wallet. (laughs) Just because you said that. I'll I'll take, I'll take it right now. I'll I'll, I'll, I'll take, I'll take it right now. (laughs) But, but I, I, I digress because I mean, I'm curious to know what is your writing process like, you know, when you're thinking of a melody or when you're thinking of a song. You know, what are you thinking about? Are you leaning on experiences? Are you leaning on a particular, you know, melody that you, that you thought about on your way to the studio? Like, walk walk me through that process, man. Yeah, you know what, man? I, I think the, the dopest thing is is being exposed to different types of music mm-hmm. and and touching. It's funny that you were talking about um, uh, having that through through your dad and, and hearing those records. Yeah, same thing. Yeah, you know, I I grew up my my dad grew up singing a lot of Frank Sinatra and Dean. Martin oh wow, okay, that kind of stuff. Okay, and uh, you know so. Growing up, my dad played a lot of uh, everything from from Marvin Gaye, mm. Bee Gees, mm. um, all, all, all these types of things. So, so my ear was, you know, developed at a, at a really young age. And right. The wonderful thing was, um, I, I sort of I sort of grew past that. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. with my dad. Unfortunately, he's not going to listen to hip hop. So I, I've tried. <laughs> I've tried to show him bits and pieces. Hey, sometimes that's okay. That's right. Yeah, of yeah. Stuff that we grew up with, but yeah, he's, yeah, he's yeah. not having it. But um, the dope thing is when you get to hear so many different types of music, uh, you know, you can draw from so much inspiration. And right. You don't know. Like you can take you can hear a country record mm-hmm. and and take chords from a country record and write a pop record. For sure. For sure. So I never I try even if I listen to some music and honestly that here and there you listen to some music. Or yeah. It's yeah. not feeling this. Yeah. I'll still listen to the records because you don't know what you might be able to draw from. Mm-hmm. the record. Mm-hmm. So that's always there. Mm-hmm. So I don't have I don't wait for like a, a, a block of let's say inspiration because a lot of times that that, that doesn't doesn't happen like doesn't work like that yeah Yeah, but when it's it's funny the number of times where if i have something that i that i that i do want to uh write about um i'll draw inspiration from some of the weirdest places okay and like uh, an example of that is the the last record that i put on uh you know spotify apple all this kind of stuff um 
is called Back, and and that record, it, it it's it's weird. I was I was playing it for a bunch of producers the other day, and mm. they were laughing at, at how, um, you know, how it came about. But okay. that record is literally I was listening to fifties doo-wop records at first. <laughs> yeah. You know, a lot of lot of old school fifty doo-wop records, and, um, I thought I thought like. I already knew what I wanted to write about, but I was listening to these very, very, you know, uh, sad mm-hmm. doo-wop records. Mm-hmm. And I thought, like, what if you took these doo-wop records and you just rammed them into, like, Diplo and Skrillex and Yo. see how that would work? Okay. So it was very different. So, I yeah, went yeah, to, yeah. you know, I sat down with producers and they were like, this is... It's a little left. Yeah. But, yeah. but you know, it was so much fun to come up with that because yeah. it, I, wouldn't have, I wouldn't have thought of that, you know if it wasn't for being exposed mm. to that type of music. So it's crazy how you can draw from that stuff in, in the moment. So that's literally what we did. We took, we took doo-wop records nice. and laid harmonies, like doo-wop harmonies. Okay. And then I got producers who enjoy the Skrillex side and the Diplo side and all that kind nice. of stuff to just tear it to shreds and, 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 and play around can. with it. So it was, it was fun, but yeah, that's, that's really dope, you know? And, and that's why, that's why I love one thing that's huge for me, not only from a, as a great source of like inspiration as a mm. performer, mm. but also being exposed to different types of music. I mm. love going to concerts. I don't know if you love concerts. I do. I do. I do. I do. Yeah. I do. Yeah. 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 What was the last concert you went to? Last concert that I went to, I don't know if it was Miguel. Mm. I'm actually, I'm actually going to say it was Miguel. I know, I'm happy that it was Miguel. This was actually a few years ago. A little bit of a uh, of a side story here. I went with my homegirl, Ray Marie. I'm sure you know who Ray, yeah, Ray yeah, is. So, exactly. so Ray and one of our other friends, Haya, we uh, we decided to go see uh, Miguel. And I think Ray like hit me up and was like, yo, do you, do you want to go see Miguel? I was like, yeah, I'm, like, I'm, I'm down. Um, let me tell you, he's an incredible, I'm sure you know this, incredible yeah. vocalist. Yeah, yeah. And he had... Um, uh, sir from TDE come out and open for him oh, and word. like okay. it was wild hey, first of all tons of women in the audience so it was just right. it was it was a beautiful beautiful scene um, <laughs> second is that his uh, his second opening act it was actually his brother and his brother oh, I didn't know his brother performs. yeah so his brother performs and his brother comes out to do um, he does like a riff off of um, Mr. Vegas I think it's like Heads High or an, another record something and, that, so, yeah. like something of that nature and if you know Toronto like we go off to reggae soca dance oh, hall records yeah, yeah. big time yeah, so yeah. for me just just being able to be there was wild and then Miguel comes out and at the time um, in, on his last album he opened up to this song called Criminal with Rick Ross mm. and he ended with um, How Many Drinks and it was it was a vibe so crazy, for me I will say that was the last concert that I saw the first one that I did see was it was Drake's um, OVO and this was when The weekend was opening for him so wow. no, nobody knew about Abel back then. Wow. And James Blake was like the first performer right after that. And nobody also knew about James Blake, which to me is mind blowing. But like I got to see these guys at their like at their earliest. Just That's be- crazy. Just, be- just before like they, they popped off. So yeah, man, that, those were some of my earliest like concert experiences. But to your point, you enjoy being able to go to a live show. Go to a live, yeah. Yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. Seeing, and seeing someone, you know, because there's so, you know, you're, you're when you hear a record, right. you have your own perspective and, and you take it in in a specific way. Mm-hmm. But to actually see what the artist wanted to do with that record and mm-hmm. present it to you in that way is, is super dope as yeah. well. So it's funny you're saying like, you know, you, you got to see Abel back, you got to see The weekend back in the day. I think... The one of the first people I ever gave a demo to was Drizzy back in the back in the day. This is like this is probably like I, I it was I'm pretty sure we were at a club in Brampton that was that was the size <laughs> of my room. I'm serious. There was a there was a show that that, that was going on in Brampton and yeah, I went yeah, to yeah. the um I went to the show and I had demos with me. Yeah. And uh Drizzy had put out a record at that time called City is Mine and yeah. it, was all, it was on flow and all this kind of stuff. AKE, that's me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so he he you know, he was just the Degrassi kid. And yeah. I remember 
uh, he he performed at that show. Yeah. And then we got to we got to chill for a bit. And the funny thing is, I remember the last thing I said to him was, he said, um, "Yo, man, I, I I hope this singing shit works out for you." And I said, "Hey, man, I hope this rap shit works out for you." <laughs> and I dapped him up. And then you know he went on to make out with Rihanna, and, and uh, you know, now he's he's now yeah. living on the bridal path. And now, guys, so. <laughs> and now his house is all right, guys. That's the, my life. that's the end of our episode. Uh, we'll <laughs> we'll see we'll see you uh, we'll see you never. And yeah, exactly. uh, th- thanks, God, for joining us. This is great great catching up with you, man. Yeah, exactly. That's uh, how long ago was this? Oh my God, this is when Cities Mine came out. This is like oh weeks God. after it came out. So no one knew Drizzy. Poor guy. There were like fifteen people in at that show. Wow. including me so but he was wow. he was a super cool dude he was really down to earth and, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was uh yeah he was he was a dope performer even then but you could see him like oh, yeah that's a dope performer but yeah that's uh that's crazy so i i know we digressed a little bit but we, we went to talking about i guess like where you draw inspiration from you know your writing process mm-hmm. and what's the what's the craziest place you've drawn inspiration from that's led to like success for you in in, in your eyes that's contributed to like you know a great a great song that you're proud of uh yeah you know life experiences man like you know yeah. like one of the things that like music has always been very therapeutic for me mm. so even when i you know i'll crack jokes and say like yeah you know back in the day in in you know in school and and it was always like an escape for me yeah that you know conceptually that that never stopped right so for me it's it's very easy to tap into that more so even even now okay right? okay so if if everything from um you know any sort of hard away, you know any any sort of heartache or you know relationship mm. uh, the, the, these types of things like it's very easy for me to sort of take a step back and 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 write about it mm. and it's it's like my ver- uh, putting a record together like that is is my journal wow. and so so for me that that's it's so necessary for me just yeah. just it's so therapeutic for me so um it's not it's not hard to draw inspiration from that mm. i find that like i can't I can't sit down and and if you say okay Kyle write a record about this I may struggle with it. Right. But whereas if it comes from an honest place and okay. it's something that moved me even okay. if it's something that upset me immensely I will be able to bang it out in in 5 minutes. It's just like it just it just flows differently. Have you have you ever and this begs the question because yeah. I see this in in documentaries especially with like high profile artists like Beyoncé released a documentary a while ago. I forget mm-hmm. what the name of the album was but uh she had like a writers camp where mm-hmm. producers songwriters you know performers they all were invited to like this villa and they just everyone was in like an a b c d room and they all just wrote has that ever happened to you or have you ever been placed or been pushed into a position to be like Kyle, i just need you to write i just need you i just need you to be here and just produce at this point yeah that 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 happens all the time actually a lot of people have uh writers camps and um it's it's fun to collab with people because okay. you you know it's it's so many different styles mm. contrasting styles for sure that that are playing off each other in in real time okay it's not my favorite way to write honestly, yeah yeah because yeah. I, I like to i like to sit and take my time and right. I'll, I'll obsess over one line for like three hours forever yeah yeah, yeah 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 whereas this is you got to be you got to be sort of on it because somebody else is working on it at the same time mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. it's a different experience it's it's not my you know most favorite thing in the world but yeah. it's, i definitely get into a lot of those positions where you know you're you're writing and and that's why it's so important to understand like you were talking about reference points from back in the day yeah it's so important that you can tap into that right. stuff I, I was watching um i was watching eminem talk about uh how he failed every subject but he did well in english mm. and the interviewer said like i heard you i heard you read the you used to read the dictionary like what, 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 who who as a kid reads the dictionary and he said yeah i was fascinated with words i was fascinated with wordplay and so um 
I wanted to have those words at my disposal at all times. Okay. And then you see it reflected in the music and how yeah. fast he's able yeah. to conjure up all this crazy yeah. shit. Right. His so rhyming scheme is nuts. It's crazy. Yeah. It's madness. So it's it's a it's a bit of that. So okay. when, when you're when you're in a writing session with a bunch of people, you have to understand first of all, you have to keep an open mind mm. because you have to be ready for criticism. Not, you know, not everything that you say or do right. is going to get a positive response. Mm-hmm. That's okay. You got to just keep going. It's mm-hmm. very important that you keep going. Okay. On top of that, you put your stamp on that session by, you know, the references that you bring in, which will inspire somebody else to write something. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Oh, right. Like, do this seventies record, this eighties record. Okay. No problem. So it's, it's a fun, it's a fun sort of like circus. Mm. Um, it's not as, you know, focused and reflective as I like it to be when I'm coming up with a, with a record. Okay. But yeah. That's, it's, it's just a different vibe. It's just a different vibe, but you know. Okay. Okay. So that leads me, I guess, to my next set of questions of like, what are you working on right now? Like mm. actually maybe outside before you answer that question, yeah. who do you want to work with? Who would I want to work with? Yeah. Oh my goodness. This is like, it's, it's such a, it's such a hard, it's such a hard question because there's so many, I mean, I, so, so many, so many people that I would, uh, uh, that I would want to work with. I, it's, it's, it's off the chain. Like I, I, you know, for me, I would love to, I grew up loving, um, the way the Neptunes make music. You. By the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So even though, even though like, it's not exactly, we're not in exactly Pharrell time. Yeah, right yeah, now, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, it'd be fascinating for me to sit down with them because I think they balance, yeah. um, exploring creativity with like their trained musicians mm, all mm, the, you know for yeah. and chad, chad yeah yeah and so yeah that would be fascinating for me to be in the studio with them i always say my my dream was always michael to be, to get a chance oh to yeah man studio with michael of yeah. course being a fly on the wall uh, yeah 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 i just uh, like i'll serve drinks but like just to be <laughs> just to be in, in 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 the presence of that that would be absolutely crazy but that's that's one thing that i'm always fascinated about mm. about how um how artists come up with ideas, okay. how songs are written. Like okay. I, I, I was, um, one, one person that I find absolutely fascinating. And if you, if you go through his track record of who he's worked with and how he's launched careers and how he works on, you know, the diversity he comes up with is a producer named Rick Rubin. I know who you're talking about. Rick yeah. Rubin is Big one fan. of my favorites of all time. He's mm. a weird dude. He's, he has he's got a long has, ass beard. He, he definitely has his own vibe, but you know, when you go from, if you're diverse enough to, you know, win Grammys for launching the Beastie Boys, right? You, Eminem records, then you have country music Grammys, then yeah. you have soul Grammys, then you have, you know, he's worked with System of a Down, Listen. he's produced their stuff. So he's he's like a super genius. He's I'd done Jay Z's Ninety Nine Problems. I, mean, I don't know if you, I'm sure you've seen that that the record. Footage, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's nuts. Of course, yeah, it's the, crazy. The range is insane. It's yeah. absolutely crazy. Yeah. His, his, his understanding of those genres and that's the thing like he can tap into all those genres at right. such a high level right and he, and he maintains that he, he retains that authenticity mm-hmm. in all these genres mm-hmm. so like doesn't feel forced no nah, no nah, he's super dope i would love i would love to be in the studio with that dude man i could learn so much from that person. i feel i feel like you would love to and this is just my take on it but i feel like you would you would love to be a fly on the wall for the uh justin timberlake's justified album sessions like oh yeah 100 that's that's one of my my favorite albums and records that he's cut and i, I love right. everything that's come after that but that right. for me was what set it off for yeah. him you know yeah but I, you know what the fun fun story about that actually that record um so records like uh, i think it was like i love you yeah yeah um and rock your body mm-hmm. uh those those records were were written and produced for michael jackson yes i did hear about this okay yeah yeah yeah, yeah, I yeah, heard yeah, yeah. i'll talk about this yeah he said that he pitched them to michael right and michael wanted to work with with somebody i think he wanted to work with dark child or something like yeah, that yeah 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 yeah, he, he yeah, yeah. yeah yeah um but those were, and you can hear 
Michael on those records too, but I love that record. Yeah, that that yeah. whole album is amazing. It's a crazy that whole album. album is yeah, yeah. A crazy, you know, mad, mad album. Yeah. Man, when, Ju- when Justified came out, and that's, I think for me, you spoke about, you know, the Neptunes. That's when I got to see like Pharrell and just Chad I was like, who's Chad? I was like, who's this Asian man that just happens to know chords really, really, really well yeah, yeah. and that's able to produce. And that that's the other thing, like for me, if I wasn't doing what I was doing today, mm. I would love to be a, an audio engineer, man. Oh yeah, man. yeah. That for yeah. me, I'm like, there's, there's something about. That's why when you talk about music, there's something that's so fascinating for me about like hearing you structure a record mm. and then being able to fine tune it or just kind of like work with you to create that sound that you're looking for, man. Right, right. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I, I completely agree with you. It's, it's funny, like our, our influences are like that. I think they were saying around that time, yeah. Pharrell and the Neptunes were were responsible for some seventy percent of what was on radio for hip hop. Yeah, that's not, that sounds about right. Crazy, right? To think to think crazy. that two two. And I'm sure they had other musicians and backup singers as well. Yeah. But just Pharrell's ears to again like chord progressions during that that era. To to your point, had yeah. had a very specific sound. And like you said, they're responsible for like a shit ton of that. Tons, which tons is like a, a huge imprint, a huge era to just have your imprint on. You know what I mean? So yeah. that, you'd love to work with them, eh? Love to work with them. Okay. And, and, and of course, someone like, uh, someone like Rick, but yeah, amazing, amazing guys. Who are some, some record producers right now that you actively work with that you are going to be working with towards the future? Yeah, man. You know what? Um, if you notice in the last little while, especially People, people didn't, especially people coming from the states. Mm-hmm. No one really gave uh, Toronto a shot. Oh my gosh! You know, and we were always blessed with so much talent. Yeah, in yeah, Toronto, yeah, yeah. All across that, Toronto, that, from that, producers, yep, singers, yep. MCs, and all this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then certain people, and and that's why I, I love to see them do well. But everyone from 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 Justin Bieber to to Drizzy to The Weeknd, yeah. to Shawn Mendes, yeah. Like there's there's so many of them that have really blown up. Yeah. And um, yeah, so so. Now more than ever, mm. you can link up with tons of dope producers yeah. and, and and artists from all over Toronto. Just a little bit of networking will go a long way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, so it's 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 dope, man. I, I'm very very excited. I'm, I'm working with um, uh, one of the producers I'm working with out of Oakville, actually, which is okay. Funny. His name is his name is Neo Tempest, and he, he yeah, he produced, I know Neo. Yeah, yeah. So he he produced a couple records for me, and and just a insane producer mm. crazy attention to detail nice like really gets involved in the music yeah um and uh yeah i'm, I'm work- hopefully i can put out the next record at the beginning of of jam nice but uh yeah i'm i'm working with another uh toronto producer named apartment 416 i'll okay. send you this dude's link he's yeah, yeah, yeah absolute yeah. madness okay yeah he's just an incredible producer yeah um and so yeah i'm this th- this next session i have with him i'm very very excited about because we've been planning stuff for, okay. for some time so okay yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are two dudes that that I've had just an amazing time like working with, mm. and I'm excited to to see you know certain projects come to fruition after we've worked on them for some time. So wicked. Yeah. So for the you know I've got a lot of friends and just lots of friends of friends who are trying to get into the music yeah. industry, man. Like, what's your advice to someone that's like, I'm trying to sing, I'm trying to produce, or I'm trying to you know be the next it person? Like, what would you? What's your what's your words of wisdom to them? Don't don't worry about being the next it person. Mm. Don't worry about that. Okay. Make sure that you focus on your craft. Okay. Make sure that it comes from an organic place. Make sure that it's real. Mm. Because a lot of times, and this is the other thing with the generation, you have everyone, the, the Takashi 6ix9ines and the, and the Jake Pauls and the Logan Pauls. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right? Yeah. Where there's certain people who will, will you know, 
focus on on trolling and shock value and things like that right don't do all that because okay. that's that that's not going to help you in any way no mm. one's going to put you on for doing stuff like that you mm. alienate an audience before you even build one okay so really find out what you're about um and there's n- there's no right or wrong way of doing it just enjoy your craft first of all if you're not enjoying what you're doing don't do it because yeah, then yeah. you'll be able to hear it in the music love that yeah yeah, yeah. and so just you know keep doing that um Always be, you know, always put yourself in a situation where uh, you allow yourself to grow within that craft. Mm. Like so many times I'll, I'll, I'll sit and not be able to write something. That's okay. Yeah. Constantly write something. You know, one thing I tell young singers, cause I get this from singers will be like, Hey man, you know, I'm, I'm struggling to write this or I'm not feeling constantly be on. So for instance, on my phone, I have like a thousand voice notes. Right. Sometimes I'll just think of something. I'll put it down. Then right. I'll go back to that and I'll and I'll play around with it. You'll pull from that. Yeah. yeah and yeah, and yeah. so that happens so many times. So okay. constantly be active and and working on your craft mm. and uh, and enjoy that process. Once you have something down, um, put it out. See mm. what happens. Mm. There's no you know you're gonna even if someone listens to your stuff and says I don't like this. Everybody gets that. Right. I've, I've gotten that. Yeah. You know? yeah, yeah. So it's it's cool, man. It's it's just a case of fall in love with the craft first. Mm. Don't worry about anything else. Don't worry about your numbers. Mm. Don't worry about if you have one follower, two followers. It's still amazing. Right. Make it for them. Yeah. Right. And um, suddenly you'll find yourself getting traction. Suddenly you'll find people responding to it. And, yeah. And, and I'll tell you, it's like, uh, it's so rewarding, man. Like even even if one person comes to you and says, "I felt that," like that was that was yeah. awesome. Yeah. It'll just and that that's not restrictive to just music. I'm sure you know with with photography, like all you the can, time you can do something that moves someone specifically all the time. You don't need fifty thousand people or yeah. a million people to tell just you that. one you person, just one person, right? And it it'll give you such a source of joy, and you'll feel successful like in such a special way mm-hmm. that it'll it'll help you grow within that realm. So that I think that's like super super important. Yeah fire um you know as we wrap up man where can people find you know a your your, your music work and then you know if people do want to get in touch with you man to yeah. link up to do some some work together what's the best place for, the, for them to do that yeah man you know what uh, my uh online you can find me i'm on all streaming platforms under orange city orange city actually is my uh, people people have asked me that a couple of times like where did you come up with orange <laughs> city from but orange city is in my, my hometown where i was born in, in india is called orange city yeah and uh, we're known for our oranges, which is, which is funny. But no, I, I chose it because it was the first. It was the first place where one person said, "I like the way you sing." And oh I, wow! That okay, meant a lot to me because okay. it was the first time I got to be put on where someone appreciated my right. singing. And it started at so, home. And it started. It started. Yeah, it started right. So it's the root of you know where the joy comes from and that's why i never forget where i'm from and even if that one or two people that first said like oh i, I like the way you sing nice it's a tribute to them because you know they, they helped me grow so much and yeah. believe in myself so uh yeah it's you can find me on spotify apple any streaming platform Kay. orange city okay without the a in orange by the way spell it's it out for word. them spell it out for them <laughs> o-r-n-g-e-c I-T-Y. But you can find me on the Orange City on, on any streaming platform, okay. on Instagram. Reach out to me, man. I, I, I love... Uh I love collabing with people, so it's I'm always open to this kind of stuff. It's dope. Man, listen, I am very proud of you. Very happy, Thank man. You, man. We, we've known each other for a minute, and listen, shout out to yes, Clinton sir. for not <laughs> being here, because if he was here, I don't know if this exact conversation would have happened, but very, very proud of you, man, um, no, to, just so kinda, much, man. to just kind of see the, the level of growth, the level of hustle that you've thank kind you, of brother. adapted to the craft. Thank you. Uh, more importantly, I'm waiting for that next 
next EP, the next you 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 let me know when it comes out. I'm I gonna, will. <laughs> I'm gonna be the first one to run up to run up the numbers, man. So thank you so much, man. You thank know, you so much for for having me on, dude. I'm so happy with this uh, with this podcast. I checked out a bunch of other episodes, uh, and I encourage people to check it out. It's super dope, and it's just another. Uh, it's an it's it's an exactly what we're talking about about enjoying what you're doing and falling in love with your craft yeah. and putting it out there yeah. and uh, and and moving people. So thank you for the hospitality and thank you for the mushrooms. <laughs> this is an amazing. Had an amazing time today, man. Thank you. There were there were absolutely no mushrooms. By the way, for those of you that are probably going to watch this at some point in time, listen. When Kyle came in, I I, I wined and dined him. Okay, I had two bottles of wine ready. Yes, yeah. I had some. I had a cheese plate with some grapes that yep. are probably a little shriveled right now. So my 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 bad. But ne- nevertheless, man, I appreciate you for for joining us. Thank you, bro. And you so uh, again, guys, this is uh, this is actually our last guest episode. We do have one more episode that's going to be coming out. So be on the lookout for that. Outside of that, don't forget to follow us across Twitter and on Instagram to see all the fun behind the scenes content. My name is Joe and you're listening to the Front Row Podcast. And there you have it, guys. That is our final guest episode on the podcast for the season. A big shout out to my boy Kyle for just giving us his time and being able to open up about his journey into being a musician, being a songwriter, a lot of the effort that goes into it and why you know it's important to put effort behind any craft that you that you truly want to pursue and to everyone that's listening to this if you're a current business owner if you're thinking about pursuing something new if you're you know wondering what it takes use a lot of what Kyle had to talk about into you know what you're trying to what you're trying to start new and especially as we're going into you know a brand new year i can't i can't stress it enough but this is really important and especially for those of us that are just thinking about how we can be better what we can do better it's really got to start with purpose i think when you discover what your purpose is and that takes time by the way that really really takes time but once you discover what you're doing it for and the why all of a sudden the effort becomes that much more easier. So again, kudos to Kyle for sitting down with us and for having a really fun conversation. And if you got to the end of this episode and still haven't checked it out, hit up our Twitter and our Instagram page and you'll see a little behind the scenes where we had a little bit of a, uh, of a freestyle session. It was nice. It was it took us forever to to get it done, but we, you know, we we uh, we freestyled and I beatboxed, he sang, and we, we went through a couple of songs. So enjoy that for what it is. Finally, I do want to say that there is one more episode to come, and that is with yours truly. It's going to be dropping in a few days, so be on the lookout for that where I just, you know, I just catch up with you guys about our entire season, about feelings on my end, about what's to come, about my entire year. You know, we we started this podcast, I want to say around June, maybe even July, and it's been in, you know, it's been a thought for a few years it's been a very very long thought that you know took me a while to you know find the time find the resource to actually put put some solid effort into and i'm so glad that i did because it's opened up a a new portal of like creativity for me but also a new found purpose to talk some shit to everyone but also to just be able to use people in my network people in my circle people that i'm newly meeting to advocate for different things that are sometimes you know centered around business but also centered around just trying to you know be be good for yourself so i'm excited for this next episode that's going to drop and it will be our final episode for the season we will be taking a bit of a break before we enter into season two for the front row podcast so be on the lookout for that and that about wraps it up guys so thanks again for giving us your time my name is joe and you're listening to the front row